You're listening to The Rob Review Podcast. Evan Rob and Laura Rob share their thoughts and opinions on teaching, learning, and leadership. And now, The Rob Review Podcast with Evan and Laura. Welcome to The Rob Review Podcast. This is Evan Rob, and I am joined today with Laura Rob. Laura, welcome. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, and you know we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics today. Yes, you are, you are a person with many favorite topics, but uh, this is absolutely, I know, at the top of your favorite topic list. That's a mouthful. Um, we're going to talk about independent reading, but independent reading post-COVID. As schools start returning more and more to uh, what we recall was normal school prior to the pandemic, you know, as we get ready for the 21-22 school year, we'll talk a little bit about independent reading and what we can do collectively to help our kids read more, which is critically important. You know, you and I both had conversations about this, of course, off recording, that, you know, the importance of literacy, the importance of numeracy right now uh, is is perhaps more important than ever before, although they've always been very, very important. So I want to talk a little bit as we start this podcast and just share some ways that I, as a building level principal, uh, am finding some ways to bring reading into our daily schedule by making some adjustments. And so there are a couple things that go behind this. I mean, number one, uh, it's important to understand, and there's plenty of research that supports this, that independent reading is actually a good thing, and that when kids are reading in a classroom or, or during specific times during the day, uh, that is not wasted time, that is actually very good time. And Laura, as you have always reminded me, um, reading, um, very similar to athletics, uh, the more that you practice, uh, the better you get. And when you practice with good coaching and good feedback, um, you even accelerate getting better. So one of the things that, that I looked at with my staff was a micro block of time that we have created between our first and second blocks every day of the school week. And the way that this was done, it was actually a collaborative process where staff wanted to find some ways that we could capture more time during the day uh, to do some specific interventions or some specific supports for kids. Uh, because we realized that there's an awful lot that competes with kids' attention when the school day ends. You know, kids are involved in lots of things after school and sometimes uh, the, the belief or the hope that kids will go and read for 30 or 40 minutes every night um, may happen for some students, but it, but it doesn't necessarily happen for all students within a building. So it started driving a conversation of how can we find more time act within the actual school day to promote, support, and you know elevate independent reading within our school. That was the motivation behind finding the time. Again, the staff found a micro block of time. Uh, that was achieved by shaving a few minutes off of each block and then making some adjustments to the schedule, uh, resulting in about a 35 minute of time. So in the past, we've used that time for uh, some specific reading and math intervention. But this year, um, we're making a slight change and shifting the math intervention into uh, double block periods of mathematics class. And also, um, we're fortunate enough to have a, a math interventionist uh, to support our math program. And within our language arts program, we, we are trying to increase independent reading. So we are going to use four days a week of our microblock for kids to be reading all across the building during that 35 minutes time. You know, our goal has always been to have a culture of reading within a school. Our goal is always to have kids have a book in hand as they walk through the school day. 
Uh, and my challenge and the challenge of principals that want to do this is getting staff to be excited about this, getting staff to support this, uh, because anyone who's listening to this knows that it, it may sound pretty compelling what I'm talking about, but it, it does well or it fails based off of uh, how a teacher uh, communicates and promotes and celebrates this to the kids that are in front of them each and every day. So I look forward also to be able to go classroom to classroom and to be uh, giving kids positive feedback for seeing their reading, but also be able to take time and read along with kids uh, because it's important for adults to model this also during the school day. So Laura, Laura that's an example of, you know, it's a collaborative approach. It's something that you and I talk about a lot on how a school can focus on independent reading and instead of trying to say, well, we're, you know, we're not going to do it in the building, but we expect everyone to read 40 minutes at night, which just simply, again, as I said, it's a great goal, but it doesn't typically work. And uh, so this, this is what we're going to do as we move forward. So I'm excited about that. Now, I know you want to talk also about independent reading within the ELA, ELA classroom and how that can be uh, initiated. Yes, well, within the classroom, uh, Evan, I favor that the teacher begins with with independent reading of self-selected books. <clears throat> because a lot of times, if you save it for the end, uh, it just doesn't happen. And I have to say, Evan, it is the most important post-COVID um, experience that teachers need to give students in English language arts um, and uh, any other time, uh, you know, that there's time to read at school, they should have a book with them and pull it out and read. Uh, you will write by comparing it with sports because independent reading is the practice of strategies and skills that students learn during instructional reading. And it is this practice that builds their reading capacity. You know, uh, finally in 2004, two researchers did a study that showed a very powerful correlation between the amount of time students spend reading and their uh, reading achievement or develop development of their reading expertise. So why does this happen? Well, if students read uh, 20 minutes a day, they read one point eight million words a year and at school they're developing a habit of pleasure and enjoyment in reading that I know I hope and I know you do as well will carry over to choosing reading at home uh, you have to develop the habit you have to show have them experiencing that pleasure that uh, development of their imagination for them to choose reading it, it, it just doesn't work if it's assigned the other thing this reading practice does, besides building vocabulary, is it builds stamina, Evan, the ability to focus for 20 to 30 minutes uh, on a book and concentrate on what you're reading so that you remember and recall all the details. Um, it builds students' background knowledge. It introduces them to a variety of genres. Um, it, um, it, it, develops so much pleasure in reading that they begin to see the value. And it also develops empathy and compassion as they step into the shoes of uh, characters and people who are different from them. And they live their lives with understanding, with compassion, um, which uh, in a global society is very important. 
So one thing, Evan, that I know you work on, that all principals have to work on to make this independent reading of self-selected books happen is that all ELA classes need very rich classroom libraries that are culturally relevant, that have uh, that represent the different cultures and lifestyles in our country and the world. So how many books is um, a good library? Well, a good starter library for me is five to 600 books. Your goal should be over, over time to get up to 1,000 to 1,500 books, which gives students a wide range of choices. Yeah, that's really well said. You know, and I will. I want to ask you a question right now that's a little different than questions that we've typically asked in this podcast. We have never used this podcast to uh, promote things at all, and but but I do want to. Uh, I want you to give a little information about your connection with with Penguin, um, and your and classroom libraries. Yes, uh, um, I was very honored to be asked to develop. Uh, classroom libraries for pre-K through grade eight. It started with a huge grant that a school district in Maine um, received, and I knew the uh, the coach who was in uh, the literacy coach for that district, and she called on me, and, and that's how it all started. And so now there are libraries um, already developed at a deep discount, and you can speak to your uh, Penguin Random House representative and find out more information, uh, or you can probably find out by uh, going on their education websites, because I believe in both elementary and secondary, uh, the libraries um, are advertised. Yeah, it's an, you know, and I appreciate you sharing that. And the reason that I wanted you to share it is, you know, sometimes as a principal, you know, we have money that we need to spend, and, and certainly at certain points in the year, there's money that has to be spent quickly before the end of the fiscal year. And so one can have in their mind, hey, I want to get classroom libraries. I want to support that. But then the question is, how do you do it? You know, how do you go about doing it? And how do you how do you do it with the assurance that the books that you're putting into classrooms have been curated by someone, preferably someone who's an expert? Because we all know, certainly as administrators, but also as ELA teachers, that you know, if we put in books that, that are highly questionable, uh, that can cause problems uh, that, that don't need to be had. Uh, so it's just, it's a resource and something that, that we might, that we recommend. Right, thanks Evan. And what I also did was I wrote handbooks to go with the uh, independent reading libraries, uh, how teachers can get the students to organize the libraries by genre, uh, and, um, and some things that they can do uh, when they read uh, that that are what I call, you know, a, a soft discussion or sharing parts of a book with each other or giving a book talk. Um, and I, um, I also uh, did a, a handbook. We had instructional libraries for middle school, which is kind of a workshop model. And there's a handbook on um, how to use those hundred books uh, in your classroom per unit, a hundred books per unit, uh, with students. And you're right about curating it. Um, I, I spent a lot of time. We uh, tried to bring as many uh, culturally relevant titles as they had in paperback into the collections uh, so they would represent all Americans and all peoples uh, in the world. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, you know, as this podcast comes to an end, you know, we encourage, you know, I encourage certainly uh, administrators to start thinking about how you can elevate independent reading within your building. 
That means within your ELA classrooms and also are there opportunities to look at your master schedule to find some additional time for kids to engage in independent reading because that absolutely is critical as we move towards normalcy within our schools. And as Laura pointed out, you know, continue to encourage teachers to uh, get kids engaged with self-selected books as part of the ELA classroom. You know, we have pointed out before, but we'll certainly want to just have a little caveat right now. We are not saying that ELA instruction is only independent reading. It is one part of an, an effective ELA uh, classroom and a part that we think is highly valuable and a part that we do not think should be forsaken as we start moving our schools back towards normalcy. So Laura, thank you for sharing some of your wisdom with us today for on independent reading. Thank you, Evan, and thank you for giving the scheduling advice because that's key. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Rob Review Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the Rob Review Podcast. Check out our blogs at therobreviewblog.com and tell a friend. Thanks again, and see you next time.